You know, it was a pretty uh, slow news week for me this week. So I think on this episode of The Brew House, we're going to just kind of talk about a hodgepodge of different things. I got some stuff about the bees. Uh, I got uh, some stuff about Apple devices and uh, getting them unlocked if your loved one passes away. Like, how does, how does that all work? And I got some stories about that. I want to talk a little bit about um, video game, like consoles, PS5, that kind of thing. I I have some of my own opinions and, I don't know, insight maybe, not really, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it is uh, Monday, January 9th, and this is The Brew House. So my neighbor uh, reached out to me uh, yesterday and, and asked if I could come over to their house and help them with their PS5. Now, I haven't gamed in a long time, and I think I've mentioned before on the, on the, on the show that I quit gaming when I was told to paint the target, and I spent like an hour trying to figure out how to paint the target, and I couldn't get it done, so I quit playing games, and I pretty much haven't played any video games since, with the exception, I, th- I think the game is called Rocket League. I was home one night with the boys, and they were all playing it, and I thought it looked pretty fun, and I tried out, and it I'll admit, it is pretty fun, and there's no painting the target. You just run into the ball and try to get it in your goal and don't get it in the wrong goal, and you're pretty good at it. But uh, he, he uh, or his wife uh, sent me a message on Facebook, and they were having trouble with Fortnite. So I got Ethan involved in this whole thing because I know nothing about Fortnite or anything like that. They had gotten a bunch of V-Bucks, which are apparently these things that they go and they give or like let you buy in-game stuff, I guess. And this kid was given V-Bucks for uh, Christmas. And they couldn't get him added because for some reason when the game was set up, they don't know whose email it was linked to. And so they just couldn't add these V-Bucks. And I kind of felt bad for the kid because as far as I could tell, and Ethan too, there's no way to unlink your account unless you know what account it's signed up for. So forever in time, even if you delete uh, Fortnite from the, from the PS5, it still flips back to the old account after you reinstall. And if you live in the country like we do and use wireless internet, a 50 gig download takes a long time. So it's a, it's a, it's an experiment, but it's an experiment that could take a day or two maybe to actually figure out if it's going to work or not. (laughs) Well, so what we ended up doing is we had to make a whole new account for the kid on the, on the PS five. And then we were able to link the new account, link that new account up and then they were able to use the V bucks. Unfortunately, I guess in the game there's different levels and he was at like level seven or something, which is high or level 70. I don't remember which. And so he was going to have to start over again from the beginning. And, um, along with like, you can dress your characters up and you can do all this. I guess I I don't know much about Fortnite. I know it's a battle Royale, which I'll admit, I think doom invented first, uh, with the whole, um, deathmatch stuff, but I, you know, I'm taking it back. I, I mean, I have video game consoles. My kids play video games, but you don't buy physical media anymore. You, you just download the thing. So you don't get any manuals. You don't get anything. I mean, it used to be one of those things you, you'd get a game and when you'd get the game, you'd have the manual that came with it. And that was like basic controllers. Here's, here's how to make your character jump and whatever, swing the sword, do whatever you need to do. And then you would go to like Sioux Falls and you'd go to the magazine section and you could get like gamer guides. So maps totally laid out 
already so you don't have to um, have the in-game map or maybe the, there was no in-game map so somebody actually made a whole map for it I mean it was it's a different time and I think about for myself even Christmas morning brand new PS5 you set it down you the kid opens it you plug it in and then you have to sit through two hours of updates <laughs> I don't know it's one of those things like I think maybe if you get somebody a PS5 or Xbox or whatever else Nintendo has out there now, the Switch, I think it's probably important that you actually open it up before Christmas, hide it, but update it, so that way, come Christmas Day, you can plug it in, and you're off to the races. All right, what else we got here? Uh, so, I found this one yesterday. The U.S. government is approving uh, the world's first vaccine for honeybees. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be one. Sometimes I stay at a Holiday Inn Express, and I can say that I'm one, but the way I read this, it's not actually a vaccine. They're not actually grabbing the bee and sticking a needle in it and pushing the plunger to vaccinate the bees. But there's a thing called foul brood, and foul brood is where the queen lays her eggs. They basically become rotten, and the that stinks, and obviously the the hive doesn't hive doesn't produce anymore. So what they're doing is is they're somehow getting um, getting them this drug into them, I, I would assume it's kind of like how they smoke them and things like that, so they can force them to get it into them. I, I'm on the fence on this one. You know, if it can help the bees, I'm okay with it. But humans and bees have something like a 9,000-year relationship. We've been, we've been working with bees. They found honey in the pyramids. And I'm worried or nervous that... If, if, if we get too involved with the bees' habitat in their life, that we could, in fact, hurt them more or make the honey not as pure or something like that. I always worry about the outcome of the product. Think about this. A, a, a bee is actually a natural filter. Every little bit of honey that they produce is actually filtered through their body. We used to have a couple of hives here at my house my house is actually really near uh, a cornfield. I mean, it basically sits on a cornfield. I'm, I'm not the guy who farms the corn, but it sits on the cornfield. And we lost both hives in just one year. Our assumption is, is that the spray that they used caused it. Now, we've moved bees to a different location that's further away from farming activities, over a mile away from farming activities. And those bees seem to thrive. But the, the actual being close to the spraying of the insecticides and all that just wreak havoc on the bees. And in fact, even the, the corn, the way it sits now, uh, bees don't, aren't really used to pollinate it. I don't think it's actually good for them. So I, I'm on the fence on this whole thing about, do we trust ourselves enough to collapse our entire society because we're trying to solve this foul brood problem? I don't know. I don't know the right answer because bees are important to our whole ecosystem. It's how everything gets pollinated and kind of how the world goes around for our food, at least. Okay. Here's one that, uh, I want to talk about that's important and I've dealt with personally and I never knew until I started researching today, uh, how to do this. We get, we get customers that come in all the time to my MSP and they want us to get into their iPhone or they want us to get into their MacBook. They don't have the passwords. 
And all that stuff's tied to iCloud. Maybe it's a relative who passed away or moved away, or it's a new laptop that they purchased, new used laptop that they purchased or phone that they purchased, and they can't get past the old user's lock screen. Well, how do we solve that? Normally, so in the case of somebody passing away, uh, I'm able to, you know, you do the unit go the Unix way and reset the the user password. But unfortunately, that still locks the keychain and everything else with the old password. Well, luckily enough, it turns out there actually is a way to assign somebody. Uh, to be able to get into your iCloud, which would get you access to the phone or the MacBook, or at least the stuff on the phone and the MacBook. It's called Legacy Contact. And it's actually been around for what I think two years. And it started in iOS 15.2. But what you do is, is you actually go into the phone and, or you know, go into iCloud and you say, this person is my legacy contact. It prints out like a 16 digit code or something like that, that you can either electronically give the person or, um, or, or it can be printed out just so like you can hand it to them. Now, the thing is, is that Apple did this in a way that the account has to be basically clicked over to be able to use legacy. So if, you know, if you're trying to think about spying on a loved one or something like that, you can actually, it's actually, not possible to do that. Apple has to have proof that the legacy person is to take over and they do that via the death certificate or something like that. And, and it brings up a good point. You know, everybody says, don't write down passwords. It's not good. But in the case of a loved one passing away or something like that, getting into the phone, getting into the computer used to be really easy, but Apple, especially Apple and my, and, and Microsoft now, has really getting really locking the, the stuff down with really good encryption and which is great for when you're alive and you're running and everything else. But you know, if something happens to you or somebody needs to get into your computer for some reason, it's it just, it's a travesty. I mean, you, like we've had families come in with computers of loved ones who had passed away or the, even the ones they knew that were going to pass away and they'd have that, that person write down all of their passwords. Well, inevitably they forget something. We do our best to try to help them. What is the right answer for maintaining your privacy while at the same time giving other people the ability to access your equipment, all your stuff, only when you're no longer able to access it? I don't know the right answer to that. I think that's a, I think that's a hard one. I think that that's, uh, that's a difficult one, you know, because you could have a, a lockbox with with a USB stick in it, but it all still falls back on the privacy. I mean, you could give it to somebody you trust, but even then trust can be broken. It's a hard one and I don't have an answer for it, but I just, I did think this legacy feature that Apple has is, is extremely interesting. And I think it warrants more looking at for me, uh, my guys at the office, it's another tool for their, for their tool belt. And I think that you all should probably use it too. So I think I'm going to leave it pretty much there today. I don't have a lot. Today is, was just a, it was just like a boring week. I didn't really follow the tech news very much this week. And I, I'm still working on my iPod project. I don't know if you can hear the 3D printer running in the background. I have my first uh, case that I 3D printed because the new iPod that I'm working on 
is going to have wireless charging and wireless charging doesn't work through the metal backs. And so I have to have um, plastic. It'll also help with the Bluetooth signal to go through uh, because Bluetooth won't work well with the metal surrounding it. So the plastic should make it so the Bluetooth signal trans transmits well. And the case itself actually came out really good. It goes to show you, you can really find anything on the internet. Uh, it, it, I, and I didn't realize it when I was printing it, but uh, it's printed in um, glow in the dark. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm trying it out on my phone that I actually ordered a longer, or my iPod. So on the end of this, I'll have three iPods. I'll have one that's got one terabyte of storage. That's my, that's my iPod 7. And then I've got this iPod 5, which supposedly is better audio quality, but that's got an NVMe chip in it. And that is, I'm reading it right now, 256 gigs. And then I'll have this last iPhone 7 that'll have the Bluetooth, the wireless charging. Um, what else? I'm going to try to put a lightning adapter in it as well. So that way, but while, while keeping the old 30 pin, because I think that that's important. Um, there's a lot of cool accessories that still exist that are still around for the iPod. And surprisingly enough, they're inexpensive because nobody wants to use the old iPod anymore. I, in fact, I have a iHome that I put in out here in the brew house that I can slap the, the old iPod in and uh, crank, crank some tunes up. So, and it's got a clock on it, which is nice in the brew house because since the brew house has no windows, it's easy to lose track of time. But I think that's it for today. I'll leave it there. I hope everyone has a great Monday. Mm -hmm.